Okay, welcome to the NBA panel. Today I'm honored to announce I am joined by Justin Termini, Sirius XM NBA radio host and voice of NBA Today. What's going on, Justin? Doing well, John. Thanks for having me on the program. Thanks a lot. Thanks for joining me. So you, had a, you have a busy schedule, man. How was your day? Uh, day was good. Just uh, got off the air talking uh, talking a little NBA basketball. So a lot going on. Okay. Speaking of NBA basketball, how about the Battle, uh, battle of L.A.? That game, I watched that game Sunday. I saw a very aggressive LeBron James. I think I think he wanted to make a statement so that um the Clippers didn't go up 3-0 because that might have been mental airs going into the postseason. I, you know, LeBron sometimes can be passive, but that game, I think he wanted that game very bad. What's your thoughts on that? <laughs> yeah, no, it certainly uh, is something that's going to uh, make you think about what the Lakers can do in the postseason because prior to that, uh, prior to the weekend, they're 0-3 against Milwaukee and the Clippers combined. Uh, they go out there, they get the win uh, against the Bucks on Friday. They get the Clippers win on Sunday. Keeps LeBron's MVP hopes alive, I guess. Uh, and also makes those two teams think that uh, uh, the Lakers can really give them a run here in the postseason. Speaking of MVPs, you're one of the 100 privileged well, media members that can vote on All-Star games and um, well, selections, I'm sorry, selections and NBA awards. How was, that? How was it when you found out you were able to um, first able to do that? Yeah, I mean, that was a great honor. I mean, to grow up and, and love the sport and uh, then to be tabbed by the NBA as a guy that has that privilege that they put that trust into me. Uh, that was a great honor. I take it very seriously. Okay, what do you go, what do you look at most when you make your selections without giving away too much? Well, I mean, if I'm looking at the MVP, I'm looking for who's the best player and, uh, you know, who's who's on a very good team. And right now, that's that's Giannis Antetokounmpo. I think right now he's got a significant edge over LeBron. LeBron's still the best player in the world. If I had one game that I needed to win, I would pick LeBron James. But in regards to who's had the best season from start to finish, right. uh, I would I would say Giannis Antetokounmpo, who carries his team both offensively and defensively, because right now Giannis is in a running for defensive player of the year as well. Yeah, I I can agree with you there because I believe if you take Giannis off of the Bucks, they could um depending on the matchups, they might not get out of the first round, barely the second, because Giannis is like like you said, he's leading the league. He ha- he's putting up good points for the Bucks, but you take LeBron off, they still have AD. But it, it, it's a give and take because if you take LeBron off of the clip off of the Lakers, you still have AD. But I don't see them coming out of the West without both of them together. So it's like a it's a give and take with both sides. Certainly. I mean, the, you know, and, the, and Anthony Davis has been great as well. So you can't forget that LeBron has a lot of help there right. uh, with Davis, who's another top five player. And he'll probably get a couple of MVP votes himself, top five MVP votes himself. I'm not sure that uh, that Anthony Kumpo has somebody that's going to take any votes away from him. Chris Middleton's been great, but Chris Middleton's not uh, to the level of Anthony Davis. Right. You're 17, LeBron James, 35 years old. He's putting up <laughs> crazy numbers, leading the league in assists. And have you think, can you think of any other player in year 17 that had a production like this? No, I mean, LeBron's the only one. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar uh, dominated for decades, but he wasn't the best player in year 17. By right. that point, it was Larry Bird, it was Magic Johnson. Uh, but the only one whose longevity even comes close to it would be uh, uh, would be Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Right. So you said you just got off, get off, got off air. How is it working with um, Eddie Johnson? How are things over at Sirius XM? Betty and I, it's great. I mean, we, we argue a lot, but that's what, uh, that's what radio's <laughs> about, right? Just yeah. having two different opinions. So Eddie's got his opinions as a former player. I got my opinions as a guy who, who covers the league from a fan's perspective. So, right. uh, yeah, it's, it's been great. It's year six working with, uh, with Eddie. Okay. That's good. So um, the league has a new problem. We're having a great season right now. The um, coronavirus has, like, crept up and having the league making some – crazy we're not crazy but protective decisions like they've just cut off media access for um for media and they're discussing more more procedures to come um what what's your um, thoughts on the coronavirus the impact it's going to have on the league 
Yeah, I mean, I'm hoping that games aren't canceled. I think that the media needs to be in the locker room, but, uh, uh, you know, for my colleagues to provide the coverage that they're accustomed to doing so. Right. Uh, but uh, but everybody's got to be safe. I think if it's a short period of time, nobody has any issues with the uh, preventative measures that the NBA is taking because uh, you want to be as careful as possible and right. keep everybody as health, healthy as possible. That should be goal number one. Uh, so I think the uh, the league is taking the right steps here. Yeah, LeBron at first said that he didn't, he wasn't going to play in front of fans because that's what he plays for. But he came around and said that he'll follow the lead because safety is first, which is understandable. My thing about that is if they do that, what what do you think will happen to like the concession workers, security? Because those, those people depend on that for um, for money and to live. So I'm trying to figure out, wondering how the league would address that issue if they do start canceling games. Yeah, I mean, you would hope that they would they would take care of those people because that's a bill, you know, they're a billion a billion dollar industry, and those are the people that live paycheck uh, to paycheck. Uh, so it's it's something we're certainly you have to think of the people that it's just not about the players, it's just not about the coaches, the media. Right. Uh, there are other people that that make the league tick and that the league relies on. Yeah, this is the first this is the first time I could think of a joint a joint statement this big was made by the four major sports figures at the same time so this is a serious serious subject and they really are taking this seriously absolutely yep um both uh or all all the nhl the nba major league baseball uh yeah it's a, it's a massive topic obviously worldwide yes okay you lived in a um, new york area for over 20 years what's your thoughts on the situation going on in new york with dolan yeah, I mean, uh, James Dolan, is, I've always heard good things about him. Obviously, the fans sometimes get a little bit on edge with the ownership because they haven't won the last 20 years. Right. Uh, but from everybody that I've talked to that's worked for him in the past, they view uh, Dolan as an owner that's willing to spend. Uh, they just haven't found the right mix of, of players. One team that's um, having trouble right now is the Sixers. They're like night and day. Their home record is... 20 and 2 on the road, they're below, way below 500, like 10 and 24. Can you see them getting it together before the playoffs start? Because right now, Ben Simmons is hurt, and also Embiid is on the mend, also. And I think without well, those two, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah. I picked them to go far in the in this uh, season. I mean, I picked them to go all the way to the NBA Finals, uh, but they certainly have not looked cohesive so far. Those two guys, I think, are going to need some reps together prior to the postseason beginning. Right. They're definitely going to need each of them healthy. Where they might catch a little bit of a break, as it looks right now, they're, they're going to be the sixth seed and face Boston in the first round, who seems to be locked into that three seed. Uh, and if that's the case, they match up very well against them. Philadelphia is three and one against them uh, this season. So they right. could potentially upset Boston in the first round. Uh, but to do anything as far as a deep run is concerned, they're going to need to get their act together on the road. Yeah, definitely. One team I don't think they want to see in the first round, I think, is, I think is Miami. Because I think with Jimmy Butler <laughs> and his at Iguodala, I think that would be a problem for them um, for, um, in a matchup-wise, I mean. How do you see those teams matching up? Yeah, Miami is definitely been better than we expected at the beginning of the season. And Jimmy Butler, I guess, has helped change the culture down there right. a little bit. And the rookies have been a lot better than uh, than we thought uh, with Kendrick Nunn and Tyler Hero. And then you got Duncan Robinson, who's contributed with, uh, with a three-point shot. So they've been a lot better than I thought they would be. Okay, what's your thoughts on um, Atkinson being fired from the Nets? Because they, in each of his three years, he improved his win total. And they were, well, they still are in the seventh seed to the East right now. Were you just as surprised as us? Was most yeah, of I, us? Think everybody, I think everybody was surprised. But uh, it's a decision that in, in this day and age, uh, star players are going to make those decisions. Uh, and Kyrie and, and KD, I think, are the ones that wanted him out. If they didn't want him out, he would still be there. Right. And it's just another incident that has followed Kyrie from – uh, the troubles that he had in Cleveland to the troubles that he had in Boston and now the troubles that he's had in Brooklyn. So uh, it was a little bit of a surprise, but uh, hey, uh, controversy has followed Kyrie throughout his, his young career so far. Yeah, the Nets are expected to make big noise next year, especially when Katie and both Kyrie come back respectively. Because with those two together, I can just see them a top, at least top three team in the, in the, East, in the Eastern Conference. Because right now we have a surprise team well, it surprised me because I didn't expect the Raptors to be as strong as they are. But if you look at it, Kawhi did a lot of load management last year. So it's essentially the same team, but they all came together with the loss of, um, with the loss of Kawhi. 
Yeah, they've done. I mean, Nick Nurse has done a fantastic job. I mean, he's right now the leader for Coach of the Year. Pascal Siakam has developed nicely. They find guys like Chris Boucher and uh, uh, Terrence Davis, young players like that. They do a nice job of developing him. They've overcome a lot of injuries. So Nick Nurse has done a fantastic job, and the Raptors have been a lot better than I thought they would be. Is there a surprise team in the um, NBA that you um, think over a team? I think the Memphis Grizzlies, yeah. They might slip into the back end of the Western Conference here. I thought they'd be the worst team in the West. And yeah, they got young players, and John Morant's been great. They've overcome right. the injuries to Brandon Clark and Jaron Jackson. So I would say Memphis right now is the team that has surprised me the most. Yeah, I can agree there, definitely. John Morant is making a strong push for Rookie of the Year between, between him and Zion. Well, Zion's hype is allowing him to catch up <laughs> in the rookie race, basically. Because media loves Zion <laughs> a lot. It's not without fault, though, because Zion is one of the most, most gifted players we've ever seen. Yeah, I, I, Zion's been absolutely fantastic, but uh, I, I'm going to have to give the edge to John Morant just because he's done it over the course of the full season. Zion's going to end up playing like 30 games right. or so. Right. So uh, I would vote for, for John Morant as the rookie of the year as of right now. What do, what do you think will be your most intriguing um, matchup in the West? Because a lot of people want to see the Lakers and the Clippers in the conference finals, but they might match up in the second round, depending on the seedings. Right now, they're one and two, so everything will line up. But do you think that would be a um, seven-game series? Uh, yeah, I think that would definitely go six or seven games. Uh, and I, I think it would be a toss-up uh, as to who won. I think uh, the Clippers have a little bit more depth, maybe a little bit more talent, but they don't have the continuity right. uh, because the guy's being in and out of the lineup. Uh, the Lakers do have that, so uh, you also you'd have home court advantage for the Lakers, I think, in all seven games because the Clippers don't have really a great fan base, and the Laker fan base takes over that arena. So I would give the edge to the Lakers. Were the Lakers your own preseason pick? Uh, the Lakers were not my preseason pick. My preseason pick was Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Okay. So do you think LeBron is going to um? Well, LeBron just came the first player or the st- the third player to score thirty four thousand points. Do you think he'd be able to catch Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? I think he's like four thousand. Maybe like 300 points away. As long as he stays healthy, I don't see why not. I think uh, he'll he'll own almost every major major record. Now it's a little bit easier to score this day and age with right. the, the rules, so I think that's helping LeBron. Okay. Uh, but again, we saw Kobe's career come to a quick end with the Achilles injury, uh, and he was never the same. So as long as LeBron can stay healthy, I think he's got a legitimate shot. Okay. You did some um, play-by-play in high school and college. So it started then when you knew this is something you wanted to do? You got to love for the NBA? Yeah, I mean, I loved the NBA ever since I was a little kid, five years uh, of age or so. Then I got into high school and I started broadcasting games and uh, I went to college for it. And then uh, I left college. I went to Sirius XM and I kind of just fell into the uh, fell into the slot and got lucky enough to get an opportunity to be on air. Things have, things have worked out great. Uh, it's just a blessing, yeah. So how is it working for um, Sirius XM? I love it. I mean, I, that's why I haven't left. I've been here for, <laughs> uh, let's see, about 15, 16 years. So uh, I absolutely love it. I love working for NBA Radio. Uh, got the support of the bosses. So, yeah, uh, I, I don't uh, uh, knock on wood. I, I don't foresee uh, ever wanting to leave. News just broke that the um, Cavs just extended JG, J.B. Bickerstaff. Do you see them making a move in the draft? And well, they're going to get a high draft pick again anyway. But can you see them turning this um turning it around anytime soon in Cleveland? Uh, it's going to be difficult. I mean, they don't have they got some nice players. I mean, Darius Garland's nice, Colin Sexton's nice, right? Uh, but uh, they don't have a future star like uh, John Morant or a Zion Williamson, a young uh, Luka Doncic, a young player like that. So right. it's going to be a long road for Cleveland. Um, the NBA G League. How do you tell, how do you feel it's important to the um, NBA? Uh, it's very important for developing some of these young players. I mean, you see a team specifically like Toronto who uh, goes down and uh, and gets players at that level uh, that contribute for their NBA team. Josh Jackson was sent there from Memphis, right? Uh, and uh, sort of rehabilitated his career. So, yeah, I think uh, I think the G League is imperative to the success of a if used appropriately to the success of an NBA team. Yeah, one player, Shea Milton, just had his career high for the Sixers, which they're going to need him with two key players out. 
But a lot of players, a lot of people didn't know who he was <laughs> when he started scoring his career high. Like people were like, who's this? Who's this? But he played for the um, NBA G League Bluecoats. So, yeah, I think that league is definitely needed. Uh, Justin, thank you for joining me for your um, – thanks for your time, man. John, appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, buddy. Thank you so much. All right. Have a good one. You too. Yes, that was Justin Termini, Sirius XM NBA host. Catch you next week.